was good. I said, hey, yo. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite battle rappers, he does that, and I love it. Anybody else watch battle rap? No? Anybody watch battle rap? No? No? You used to? Like, one of my favorite battle rappers, his name is The Saga. Loso, anybody? No? Matt Hoffa? I don't know what you're saying. You said Star-Lord? Is it like, like the superhero? I mean, I don't know. I'm talking about battle rappers. I don't know what that is. But I'm so excited. Hey, if you don't know who I am, my name is Pastor Izzy. I'm the youth pastor here uh, for now. I'm just playing. I'm the youth pastor here. I'm so excited to be spending <laughs> the night with you guys, just hanging out, talking. How, how is everybody's day? Was it good? It was pretty cold out today. I'll tell you how my day was. Both of my cars stopped working at the same time today. So Pastor Ariel with DotBot, if you don't know, I'm married. Yeah, somebody decided to take a chance. Uh, and we have a beautiful three-month-old baby called Dottie, a.k.a. DotBot. And like, are you calling your baby a bot? Yeah, I am, DotBot. Uh, she was at the hip, and she was hanging out at the hip, getting her red cup. Anybody get the red cup today? You know what I'm saying? And her car stopped working. Her car stopped working. My, I, I went to go jump her car, and I was like, dang, I need to go to AutoZone to get her a battery. My car then dies in the AutoZone parking lot. So that's great. We got to figure it out, but it's all right. I, I hate cars, but cars. Any car people in here? Y'all like, do cars? All right. Good, good for you being mechanically sound. I want to tell you guys a story. I used to be a troublemaker as a kid. I don't know if you can tell. I am a middle child, which automatically means that we are the most devious, conniving, and manipulating. <laughs> the middle children, the middle children, we like to instigate fights. Do I, get any, do I have any fight instigators here? Yeah, yeah. Don't be like that. That's bad. But... But I like to instigate, I don't like this thing, I'm taking that off. But I like, to, I like to instigate fights when I was a kid. I had what they call, here listen up, I, I had what they call little man syndrome. Are you laughing at me like that? Dang. Your husband just as short as me. All right. Uh, <laughs> so my, the reason why I had little man syndrome is because my twin brother, I have a twin brother. No, he's not as handsome as I am, but he is taller than me. He's like six foot. I have an older brother, equally as ugly as the twin. Are we streaming this? Ha <laughs> ha, losers. Um, if my brothers are watching this, ha, I'm better than you. Uh, I just loved, just if I could get them to fight, it was better than, you know, any type of action movie. If I could just get them to fight. I, it, this little man syndrome didn't just happen in the home. When I was at school, anybody that was bigger than me, I instantly wanted to be like, what's up, dude? Like, it could have been the nicest guy, like reading a book, be like... Stop reading that book, fool. What's wrong with you? Looking at me like that. Read your book. Pick it up, right? Like, I was such a weird dude because I just liked picking fights with older people and bigger people until one day I picked a fight with the wrong person. And this person's name was Officer Swooney. Uh, she was a CPD uh, uh, officer and a D.A.R.E. officer. Yeah, they do D.A.R.E.? Y'all do D.A.R.E. still? I don't know. Y'all know what dare is? All right, cool. So 
Officer Suwani was our dare officer, and she would come to the school once in a while. And I obviously don't do drugs. So I was like, I don't have nothing to say to you. You got nothing to say to me. She was doing a little lesson, and after the lesson, I start mouthing off to just everyone, just because. And I'm causing a ruckus. Like, I'm just causing a ruckus. Officer Swooney gets very frustrated with me, like any other adult would be, while they're trying to do their job. She's like, this, this fool needs to shut up. So what Officer Swooney began to do was uh, put my hands behind my back and cuff me and slam me on the desk in front of me. This was in the middle of class, and everybody's like, ah. You know, like, you ever, like, somebody does something dumb in class or bad, and everybody goes, ooh, or oh, right? Like, everybody's doing that. They can't believe that I just got face smashed into a desk. And I look at Officer Swinney, and I was like, okay, man, get off me, man. Like, you don't even know me, man. And she's just holding me down because she's, like, 200 pounds of pure Norwegian muscle. And Officer Swinney was no joke. And so finally, after the struggle, after I thought maybe I could, like, get out of these cuffs, which is impossible, Okay, because I'm not Houdini, and they were on really tight. She goes, I go, I go, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right? Like, you ever got beat up by your brother, and then finally, like, you did something to your brother, and then, like, he starts beating you up, and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right? Right? So when I say I'm sorry, this is true story. She literally picked me up off the desk. This is how, like, strong she was. And, like, she's right here, you know what I'm saying? Like, right here. She goes, don't be sorry, be different, and change my life, and now I'm a pastor, so there we go, yeah, she said, she said, don't be sorry, be different, I've never had anybody say that to me, so the title of tonight's message is, don't be sorry, be different, I like how she said this, like I had a choice, I like how she said this like I had a choice that I could choose to be different. I didn't have to accept what was going on around me. I didn't have to be a product of my surroundings. Uh, I didn't, like, just decide to be that way. I learned how to be that way from people. And she's saying, hey, it's not enough to be sorry. You got to be different. The call to be different, the call to be set apart. So today I want to talk to you about the call to be different. Because you and I, as believers in Christ... We're called to be different. We are called to be different. Aside from what the world says, that you need to conform, you need to look like everybody else, right? Everybody's trying to be different, but be the same at the same time. And this is just wild, right? This is just nuts. God is calling us to be set apart, to be different. As, a, as we look at society, we learn a lot about our modern culture and kind of what's happening. And there are various right, expectations on us, placed on us, and even pressure, right, to fit into some kind of mold, right? So I remember, right, because I'm Puerto Rican, I remember growing up in the city, like, hearing statistics of certain males, Puerto Rican males won't live past this age, or if they do, they will be incarcerated, dead, or on something else. Like, I remember hearing that from my teacher. I'm like, that's encouraging. <laughs> I'm going to die soon, right? Like, like, no matter what, there's something in our walk, there's something in our day-to-day life, something that we're watching, that we're a part of, is trying to get us to conform, right? Like accents, right? If you hang out with somebody that says something a certain way or has an accent, sooner or later, you're just going to start talking like them, right? Like, uh, apparently Talissa thinks that I sing with a twang because I've been in Missouri. So sooner or later, 
y'all finna be saying y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, see, some of y'all are like, no, no, I'm not. Y'all? Yeah, but not like y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a draw. There's a draw on it. Y'all. Sadly, some of our attitudes, perspectives, and behaviors don't match what God would desire us to have. That's the truth. So what do we do? Right? So like, what do we do? How can we be different? Why should we be different from the world? How do we answer the call to difference? I believe we find those answers in our passage today. So before, so I'm going to tell you the passage. Don't show it up on the screen yet. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some Bible in it. I'm going to give you a chance to look up Numbers, chapter 14, 1 through 9. I'm going to leave it there for a second. All right? So while you do that, I want to give you some context about what's happening. Because I'm reading a, a part of a story, but I want to tell you what happened before that so you can understand what we're about to read. All right. So here's what's happening. The people of Israel, God's chosen people, the Jews, were just freed from Egypt. Some of y'all know and have seen the Prince of Egypt movie. You know what I'm saying? Phenomenal movie. Gets me in tears every single time. All right. So the people of Israel, right, were just freed from the Egyptians and Moses and his bro, bro, Aaron, and the 12 tribes, hey, arrive to the border of the promised land. So they were freed from Egypt, right? Partying on the Red Sea, boom, cloud by day, fire pillar by night, manna, all this stuff. I'll let you guys dive into that on your own time because I believe it's important to know these things. But long story short, as they've been wandering the wilderness, they finally came to the place that God has promised them, called the promised land. Promised land, right? They're super excited. They're like, yes, this is awesome. So Mo and Aaron are like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to send 12 people. Everybody say 12. We're going to send 12 people represented, right? So we got 12 tribes. So they're like, find the chief of every single tribe and send them to me. But yo, what's up, Mo? What do you need? Like, I need you guys to go on a recon mission. So Moses and Aaron are like, hey, I need y'all to go on a recon mission. Y'all don't know what recon is. I need y'all to go scout. I need y'all to go look at the land. I want to know who's there, what's there, what's there to eat, right? What's there to do, and what's it look like, and come back to me, right? So in the army, we call that a leadership recon. So if you don't know, I'm not just wearing this camo for nothing. I'm in the National Guard. If you don't know that, now you know that. You're welcome for my service. All right. Veterans say, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Moses sends the spies. The, the Bible calls them spies. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's kind of lit. We got some 007 action happening right now, and I love it. And when they come back, right, so they go for 40 days. They're gone, right? They come back 40 days later. And I love this. So the report they gave was absolutely horrible. <laughs> the report they gave was so bad, right? Like, can you imagine if you send somebody and you're like, hey, go tell me how awesome this land that God promised me is going to be. I'm super excited. God promised it. Like, if God promises it, it's going to be lit, right? It's going to be awesome. So out of the 12, 10 of them come back. They're like, this place sucks. There are giants everywhere that look weird, right? They're descendants of, you know, Anak, and we don't even want to talk about that guy, right? They're giants. They're, their fortifications are high, this and that. They bring back a horrible review. Not even one star. This is a half-star review. How do you live a half-star review on the promised land? What the heck? They gave a half-star review of the promised land, which is awful, which is awful. They began to describe the huge fortifications, the giant men, and the fear 
of this. So, like, y'all know that, like, when horrible things happen, that news somehow spreads super quick, right? Like, if you do something awesome, yeah, you know, like, it'll get to everyone. But if something bad happens, everybody knows. If you get an A on your test, nobody cares. But if you get into a fight at lunch, the whole school knows by the next period facts. Am I lying? It's true. So bad news travels fast. And this bad news straight up made everybody afraid. Like, they're like, wait, 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 wait. You said there's giants? I'm good, man. I'm good. And so there's fear swept the entire camp and people start to grumble. People start to complain. People start to freak out. But out of the 12, 10 decided to do that. There's two mathematics, right? Yeah. (laughs) Out of the two, there's a man, there's two men named Joshua and Caleb that went on this same recon mission. They were both spies with them. They saw the same things as these other 10, but had a different report. Hmm, that's different. Everybody say, that's different. They said this. Watch this. This is what they said. The land which was passed through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. That's kind of opposite. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. They pre- their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. They're talking to everybody. So everybody's freaking out. Say, everybody. Everybody freaking out. Like, ah, giants, right? Oh, my God, no, giants, right? And, <laughs> and Joshua's like, hey, guys, stop. Relax, fool. Relax. Like, this is a good place. God promised this to us. This is God's. He said that we can take it. Like, there's milk and honey. Like, all the goodness. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could do this. All we got to do is just stay faithful. And God will help us. That's their report. But the people went cray-cray. Joshua and Caleb saw the same things as the other spies, but have a different report. It was different because they were different. It was different because they were different. Say, that's different. So let's pick up the story that they heard the bad news. Let's pick up where we finally have left off. So look at Numbers 14, 1 through 9. I'm going to read it in the message version because I like that version. You know what I'm saying? There's different versions of the Bible. Find one you like. I like this one. So it says this. You'll see, if you don't have a Bible, we got one on the sky. This is called the Sky Bible. If you got a Glow Bible, that's your phone. This is a Glow Bible. You get it? Because it glows. Don't laugh at that. Here we go. The whole community was in an uproar. This is what happens. They come back, all that news, right? So this is what happens when that horrible report comes up. It says the whole community was in an uproar, wailing all night long. Like Dottie is at an age right now where like she just be crying. Like she's tired, but she doesn't want to sleep. I'm like, just go to sleep. No, I didn't shake it. I'm just probably That's a joke. That's a joke. Like go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Don't call the authorities on me, right? So they're wailing all night long. Like they just got broken up with over Instagram. All the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. So they're saying this is y'all's two faults. Mo, Aaron, this is your fault. We hate you. The entire community was in on it. So like everybody was in on this. They say this. Why didn't we die in Egypt? 
That's a little extra, but. Or is this, the, or in this wilderness, why has God brought us to this country to kill us? Our wives and children are about to become plunder. Why don't we just head back to Egypt and right now? Yo, hold on. That's just a lot right now. Here's what they're saying. They're so upset at this report because they were looking forward to the promised land that, mind you, they were enslaved in Egypt. They were slaves. And they're saying now in this moment that they were better off over there. This is crazy because in the report that Joshua and Caleb gave, they're like, God is going to give us the land. God promised it to us. We got this. So nowhere did Joshua, Caleb, Moses, or Aaron, or God say, hey, we're not going to be able to do this. But immediately, because of the bad report, they're like, we're done. My children, God, oh, oh my gosh, cry harder. Ah, Lord. Like, they're just so upset, like, shaking your kid. Cry, cry more. Maybe God will hear us. So here's what happens. Verse 4, soon they were all saying it to one another. So it started with them. And then how many of y'all know that misery loves company? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all just can't be miserable by yourself. Y'all got to bring other people with you, right? Just be miserable by yourself. No, like, you got to tell everybody. So now it's like, they say, let's pick a new leader. Let's head back to Egypt. Mutiny. That's what's happening. If this was a pirate ship, mutiny. Walk the plank. Like, they're saying now, Moses, you're out. Aaron, you're out because this is crazy. I don't know what's happening anymore. They're just freaking out. And they're just making this horrible decision of trying to pick a new leader. Here's what Moses and Aaron do. Verse 5. Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in front of the entire community, gathered in emergency session. So they just fell on their faces. What do we do right now? I don't know do. Fall on your face. All right. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, I, I tried to learn the, the Hebrew way of saying it, but it didn't really work out just now. Members of the scouting party, so here's what they do. They rip their clothes and address the assembled people of Israel. So let me just say something. Maybe if you want to get your parents' attention, just rip a sleeve off. Bobby! Wow. Just, all right, I guess that's fine. They say this. The land we walked through and scouted out is very good land. Very good indeed. If God is pleased with us, which he is, he will lead us into the land and that flows, as they say, with milk and honey. And he'll give it to us. Just don't rebel against God. And don't be afraid of those people. Why? We'll have them for lunch. This is lit. They're like, we will eat them for lunch. We will kill them. You're like, whoa. This is, we we got, we're going to die over here and we got, let's kill everybody over here. I'm like, I don't know who to choose right now. Right? He says, they have no protection and God is on our side. Don't be afraid of them. Like I said before, same scouting mission, different report. The report was different because they were different. One more time, say that's different. So what does being different mean? Like we're trying to be different here, right? God has called us to be different. What does that really mean? What does that do for us? What, what happens when we decide to be different? Let's check this out. My first point right here. My first point right here. The call to be different means you will stand out from the crowd. The call to be different means you'll stand out. You'll stand out, right? It's like if everybody was at a wedding, right? And like, you know, like the bride is the only one that's supposed to wear what? White. Can you imagine if, like, you decided to show up and you wore hot pink? Don't you dare. Uh-uh. Not my wedding. 
Pastor Ariel and I had a black and white wedding. It was very classy. It was very nice. And we didn't want to see no color unless it was your skin. And then that's t- totally fine. But notice how Joshua, on a, I'm on another level, sorry. Notice how Joshua and Caleb's perspective of the situation caused them to stand out. So what was different about them? Perspective. Perspective. When I was at basic training, I'm doing the same training as some of these guys. Let me tell you, it was really hard. But we would come back, right, from training, and these guys would talk about how awful it was, and I'm over here being like, that was awesome. I shot so many bullets, right? Like, what, what's the difference? Perspective. Say perspective. The call to be different means you will stand out from the crowd. That's because of what perspective you have. Joshua and Caleb trusted God and were committed to him, whereas the people were just afraid. Every day you and I face things and the, and the right and wrong perspective will have a huge impact on how we respond to it and how we respond to God. So you and I will face things. And depending on the perspective we have will impact us on how we respond to it and how we respond to God in that moment. See, like people are watching you. If you are a Christian in this room, if you are a Christian, if you're not a Christian, that's okay. But if you're a Christian in this room and you are out, meaning like people know that you are a Christian, your friends know that you're a Christian, teachers know you're a Christian, your sports team knows you're a Christian, your math team knows you're a Christian, your debate team, your choir, whatever, all right? Your, your esports team, your clan, whatever, all right? Whatever, whatever, they know you're a Christian and they might not be a Christian. Guess what? They're watching you. They want to see what makes you so different. What makes you different as a Christian? What kind of perspective do you have when things don't go the way that you planned? We see this moment, Caleb and Joshua choose to trust God and they committed themselves to God, whereas the people were afraid. They are watching how you will respond. They want to see how Jesus followers respond to the situation. But here's this. Some of you can't stand out because you won't stand up. Some of you can't stand out because you won't stand up. For your faith, for your friends, for the church, for Jesus, you can't stand out because you've chosen to sit with the in crowd. You can't stand out because you've decided to go with the flow. You've decided to lay low. When God has called you to be different, God has called you to stand out. But you can't stand out unless you stand up. Because look, look what's happening right now. Standing up means going against the crowd. And there are people that don't like that, right? So what does that mean? Man, I just don't do that. Hey, man, let's go over here and, no, I, no I'm good. Well, why, man, you think you're better than this? No, man, I'm just different. Like, I wonder if we could get bold like that. And they're going to call you a hater. They're going to call you a flake. They're going to call you all these things. I'd rather be honest and true to God and true to my faith and be different and be a flake and whatever they call me than be a flake and join them. Because I know that God has called me to be different. Notice Joshua. I told myself I was going to preach short tonight. So I hope I do that. But I'm feeling it. Notice Joshua and Caleb in this moment. You know, people are grumbling. The entire camp, hundreds if not thousands of people are now crying and wailing. You think that they would almost be kind of like, dang, well, if 10 of them say that it was bad and we're the only two, then maybe we're wrong. 
I love that they didn't think that. I love that they trusted God. Like, this is what God said. This is what God said. So I'm going to believe that. The, the majority, right? The majority could be as loud as they want. And if, it, if, if standing up for God, if, if being different makes me the minority, then I'll do it. Then I'll do it. Because if, it, I love it. He said, he said this. This is in my notes. But he said, they have no protection and God is on our side. God is on your side. The last sentence is, don't be afraid of him. Like when you stand up to stand out, don't be afraid of him. Don't be afraid of him. Because people are not going to like it. They're not. So that leads me to my second point, right? The call to be different means people will come against you. It's just real. I'm going to be real with you, all right? Look at social media. Look at TikTok. Look at all these different platforms. And there are pages and artists and content creators that their whole identity is about bashing Christianity and bashing the church, right? If you don't see it on your TikTok, at some point you probably will. But I see it all the time. I'm like, dude, first of all, that's not even what the Bible says. Second of all, bet you won't say it to my face though, right? (laughs) You ain't talking about boxing though, right? (laughs) Right? I'm like, man, these people are crazy. They just, they just, like, uh, I won't get into it. I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. Because Pastor Ariel and I talked about something the other day, and it got me fired up. But I'm not going to do it right now. I'm not going to do it right now. I will say, I will say, I will say that it's crazy how the world preaches acceptance and unification and, and acceptance and all that stuff, except for Christianity. Isn't that weird? Didn't that kind of like mess with you a little bit when you think about it? I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So we can have all these, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yes, I am. We can could, we could have all these movies about, about sexuality, about all the, the buzz topics, right? All the hot topics right now, right? Transgender, you know, LGBT. It's really just LGBT, LGBTQ plus IEA. Yeah, 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 that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, 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 they, they want to include everybody. They want to accept. They want representation from everybody except us. And I'm like, Lord, why is that? Like, why is that? Why is it every other religion gets accepted by the world except for us? He goes, I've called you to stand up and stand out. I've called you to be different. And the world's not going to accept you. And the world's not going to like it. But if I'm for you, but if I'm for you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So the call to be different means people will come against you. What did the Israelites think of Joshua and Caleb? Let's look at verse 10. You'll see it on the Sky Bible. It says this. Then all the congregation said to stone them with stones. As opposed to stoning them with other things. But to stone them with stones. But the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. They were so upset that Joshua and Caleb were different that what did they decide to do? They decided to kill or tried to kill. They're like, let's throw a bunch of rocks at them. Have you ever had a rock thrown at you? That was a lot of yeses. <laughs> Literally, the majority of the room said, yes. We need to talk about this for a second. No. Wow, I really want to know all your stories about having rocks thrown at you. Um, hopefully, you were being different when that happened. But... But the, the people were so upset and so bothered that they were faith-filled because that, that's it. 
That's it right there. It wasn't that they were just like happy and they're just the optimistic one, right? You ever been like in a crappy situation and there's always that one friend that is like super optimistic and like you just hate them right there? You're like, I love you, but I hate you. Stop being happy right now. Like our car is broken down. Stop being happy. Like, why are you happy? Why are you giggling? Right? <laughs> are you that person? Are you the happy person? Oh, you're the person that's like, stop smiling. Stop. Is that Ara? That's you too. Yeah. That's Ara and Deliza. Right? Like there's always those people. So like, why is it that like we, when we're in like horrible situations, like why is it that we can't stand optimistic people? Why can't we stand happy people? Like, what is it? Because we love, like, it's, it's so bad, but we love being miserable. We just do. It's in us, right? But the call to be different means to stand up, stand out, and understand that not everybody's going to be for you. So they didn't like the fact that they were different. They hated them so, so much they wanted to stone them. But I love that this doesn't shake Joshua and Caleb. Again, this is another moment where they could have easily been like, amen, like, everybody wants to kill us. We're finna go viral, right? Like, maybe we should, like, calm it down with the optimism. Maybe we could be like, you know, I take it back. There was milk, but I don't know if there was honey. So then we probably shouldn't go, right? Like, they didn't say that. They didn't just change their minds just because people were coming against them. They weren't fear-focused. They were faith-focused. I like how we also don't see them changing their minds. How many times do we allow peer pressure to shift our focus so easily? How, how, how many times do we just allow those things to happen? So my question, are you willing to be different so that God could use you in a special way? Like, are you willing to be different? Because like being different like means that God's going to use you in a powerful way to change lives, to change lives. It took one leader in my life to be different than everybody else for me to like perk up. I'm like, what makes this guy so different? Why is he different from all the other men in my life that only want to beat or abuse or abandon me? Like what, what makes this guy different? The answer, Jesus. Jesus, uh, his relationship with Jesus made him different. We're going to get to that tonight. But if you're willing to be different and you want God to use you in your special way, then you need to be prepared for people who won't like it. But what keeps us motivated in times like that? So when I was at basic training, when I was in AIT, excuse me, I was in Mississippi. I tell a lot of Army stories because that's who I am. I was in Mississippi, Gulfport, Mississippi. It's like the armpit of America. It was awful. 93% like percent humidity at 4 a.m. The devil lives there, guys, I promise. <laughs> devil is in the Navy. Um, So <laughs> go Army, be Navy. All right, cool. And so... So I just remember I was in charge of the entire company. So five platoons, right? Like almost 300-something soldiers all answered to this guy right here, this guy. And I was one of the oldest in the, in the entire company. So 29-year-old, private first class, Israel Marty, in charge of everybody. And they were people, no joke. I didn't rule with the iron fist. You know, I wasn't like, do what I say or I'll murder you do push. I wasn't like that. As long as you did the right thing, that was it. Do you know there's some people that they just don't want to do the right thing and they got mad at me for asking them to do the right thing. That's crazy. They're mad at me for not doing the right thing. They're mad at me for them not doing the right thing. This was the craziest thing. I remember I was under so much pressure because as the leader of the company, there was a lot riding on me. 
I had to lead by example, do all these things. I had to stand out. I had to stand up to a lot of things that I saw and address a lot of things that I saw that I, that I just know wasn't right. And people didn't like that. And I remember, so we had these really big closets in, in our rooms. I remember I got in the closet and I called my brother. It was like late. And I was like, hey, man, like, dude, I'm struggling right now. Like, everybody hates me, man. And all I want to do is the right thing. All I want to do is 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 obey leadership and help them grow. And he's like, dude, I want you to know that there's more people for you than they are against you. And I wanted to tell you that there are more people for you than there are against you. There are more people for you. Who's for you? I am. If you're a leader, raise your hand. Boom. They're for you. They're for you. If you're God, raise your hand. Right? God is for you. God is for you. He loves you. And if, if, if nobody else is for me and God is it, that's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I got. That's fine with me. But what helps me in times where I feel like things or people are against me as I try to stand up and do what's right, as I stand up and be different? Number three, my last point. Ara, can you? Yeah, go ahead and play. Whatever key you want. Just pick one. Whatever. Uh... What was your second song? Do that one. Do that one. Do that one. Actually, do goodness to God. That'd be great. The call to be different comes with God's blessing. Last point. What helps me in times of trouble? When people hate us for what we believe, God's promised blessing. Notice this in verse 30 right here. As I'm coming to a close. Only Joshua and Caleb receive a blessing in this moment. So here's what happens. Verse 30. Not one shall come into the land where I swore that I would make you dwell. Except Caleb, the son of Jeff. And Joshua, the son of Nun. So wait, 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 wait. What's happening right now? So what did I just read? Check this out. This is God talking. This is God talking to his people. God saw and heard the grumblings, the complaints, and the lack of faith from his people. So what did God do in response to it? And this is, this is, this is, this is crazy. He, he says, I'm banning all of you from the promised land. So they just got banned from Twitter. <laughs> they just got banned from the promised land bars. Hold on. He legit said, he legit said, none of you are to enter the land except for Joshua, Caleb. Can you imagine if another guy's name was Joshua? Me? God's like, no, not you. <laughs> Joshua A. <laughs> you know when you're in school, you share the same name, like, I'm Israel B, right? No, like, Joshua, this Joshua and Caleb. This Joshua and Caleb. Everybody, you're not allowed in. So we see right here, I want you to listen to this part. We see God's judgment right here. This is, this is terrifying. We like to preach a really nice, kind, gracious, loving God, and he is. God loves you. God cares for you. But that's because of his son. Before Jesus, God's judgment and God's anger and wrath towards sin was prominent. It was there. 
You'll see time and time again in the Old Testament, people dying and people are, are on the back end of sinning and God judging them and, 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 and pouring out his wrath on sin. Like that's what God does. We see God's judgment here. This is scary. This is terrifying. The Israelites are only doing what you and I do all the time. How many times do we complain at God? Or we gripe or we grumble, whether it's to our parents or to leaders or to whoever. What's the difference between our grumbling and the Israelites' grumbling? Well, really not much. We're both kind of questioning God in this moment. What keeps God from, like, pouring out his wrath on us like he did the Israelites? Jesus. Jesus. God still judges sin. But the person that that judgment falls on, it's not you. It's not me. It's his son, Jesus. Jesus is the reason God doesn't take his judgment out on you because he already did it to Jesus on the cross. So what, is, what, is, what does it mean exactly to be set apart because of Jesus? Because of Jesus, we're set apart now. So look at verse 24. It says this. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit, and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. He had a different spirit, and his heart was set on following God completely. How can you be set apart? How can you be set apart? Follow God completely. Not kinda, not sorta, not maybe. Notice what the scripture says. And has followed me fully. Joshua and Caleb were sold out. Sold out for God. Meaning there's nobody that can change their mind. If God said it, it's true. God loves me. God wants to provide for me. He wants to bring me into a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And there's prosperity there. And there's blessing there. If God says it's mine, then it's mine. I don't care what anybody else says. It's mine. I want to have that kind of attitude. In, in horrible, sucky situations, when everybody thinks I should be upset, I want to be like, you know, God says he'll provide for me, so he is. That's what he does. He's got me. I'm on his team. He followed God fully, not half-hearted. What did God do because of it? Because he decided to stand up, stand out. Because he decided to be set apart. Because he answered the call to be different. What did God do for Caleb and Joshua? He gave them the land. The land, that's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Everybody in some shape or form wants to be different, but not everybody wants to make a difference. Not everybody will make a difference. So we all want to be different, right? I don't want to wear the same thing he's wearing. Unless they're Jordans because Jordans are fire. I guess that's the only shoe that anybody can wear at the same time and not be a fit. But everybody wants to be different, but not everybody will make a difference. Everybody wants to be different, but not everybody will make a difference. I'm going to say that until you get it. Everybody's going to become some type of different, but not everybody will make a difference. Some of you tonight, God is calling you to be different. And you know it. You feel it. The conversations that you've been around with your friends, that it, they bother you because you just know they're not right. You just know they don't feel good. You know when you walk away, you're like, oh, something about that bothers me. Maybe it's the injustice that you see every day that bothers you. And because, because you haven't changed yet, you feel sorry 
You're like, man, I don't know what to do. And I'm here to remind you, like Officer Swooney said to me, don't just be sorry, be different. Don't be sorry, be different. God is calling you to be different. That means you've got to stand up and stand out. That means people will come against you, but God is for you. That means God, that means difference and you standing out and you being different comes with blessing. That's, that's what God does. Don't be sorry, be different. As followers of Jesus Christ, we're not called to look or act weird. We'd be seeing that sometimes. But we're called to rise above the norm and live a life that glorifies Jesus the Christ. Others may not like it or even understand it, but when we are determined to live our lives for God, we will be different, fully determined, fully committed. We have a great opportunity this weekend to be different. We've got a phenomenal opportunity this weekend called Momentum. I was talking to Sal about this. I remember as a kid, like when my parents asked me, you know, how was church or how was this? I would say stuff like, man, it was life-changing. It was life-changing. It was impactful. And I remember I had a leader. Kent Burnside was his name. He was a heavy lifter. Yeah, Burnside, he was awesome. He was on the power team. If you guys know what the power team is. He said, he said, Izzy, can I talk to you? I said, yeah, man, what's up? He said, I hear you say it like things are life-changing, but I don't see your life changing. He goes, I, I see that you said things are impactful, but I don't see an impact. So how many times do we come into God's house? How many times do we sit in these seats and we say, Excel was awesome. Excel was great. And you leave the same. Every night that I come here and I stand before you and I preach, with all in my heart, I tell you, I leave different. Because when you're in God's presence, I'm constantly learning from him. He's constantly teaching me things. And when you learn, you grow. When you grow, you become different. You become different. You are not the tiny baby that you once were. You will never be that size again. You are different. In that same way, we're going to grow. We're going to grow. It's going to happen. But I just don't want to be different. I want to make a difference. I want to make a different difference. I want God to use me. So this weekend, we have momentum coming up, and I'm very excited because it's, it's my first, it's Pastor Ariel and I's first time taking a group anywhere. <laughs> God help us. And, and I've just, we've been thinking about, like, what do we say to you guys to get you ready for this weekend? Like, what do we say to you to, like, charge you? I truly believe with all of my heart that God is calling Excel Youth into a different season, into a growth season, into a season where we see amazing things happen here. I believe God is doing something different here with the students. I truly believe this weekend is going to be the start of it. But we've got to be prepared for it. We've got to be prepared. What I don't want is for you to leave tonight, especially this weekend, with the opportunity to have been different, to get your life changed, to be impacted by Jesus, to never be the same person again, the same angry, depressed, lustful, 
stressed, anxious person again. That person could be dead and gone. Could be You could be free from those things. It would be a shame for us to be in, in an opportunity to be changed, to be different, to be set apart, and yet walk away the same. What's my fear as your pastor? Is to take you group, you excel, to momentum this weekend, only to come back the same way. Not this group. Not me. Not you. How do we be different? Man, it's being fully committed to God. Some of you, you know, you're here, and the reality is you don't really know Jesus. And you're like, man, God, God, he's very, if he, if he like kills people for being sinful, then like, I don't know if I could follow that. God has a son named Jesus who lived a perfect life, who died on the cross for our sins. Maybe you've heard the story. But because of his death and resurrection, you and I can have communication with God, a relationship with God that before Jesus, our sin made God sick to his stomach. Our sin separated us from God. It isolated us from him. But because of Jesus, we can have that relationship with him. We can stand up, stand out, and be different, make a difference. But it came from Jesus. He is the reason why we can do this. And some of you tonight, you feel in your heart, man, I want to be different. I'm tired of being this way I've been. I'm, I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of being stressed. I'm anxious about everything. I'm tired of being confused. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of all these things. You can name it. Throw it in there. I'm just, some of you, you're just like, man, real talk, Pastor, I'm just tired of it. I'm just, I'm over it. I don't want to be like this anymore. And you've tried certain things to like help you get better and nothing's working. And I'm here to tell you tonight that the only difference in your life that's going to actually work is a relationship with Jesus. It's a relationship with God. All those leaders that raised their hand, they're a testimony that God changes lives for the better. They're different because of God. They're different because of Jesus. They're different because of that grace, that mercy that was shown on the cross. We were never supposed to be in the promised land, just like you and I were never supposed to go to heaven because of the sin in our lives. Because of Jesus, we're in. But you've got to accept that gift tonight. You've got to accept that grace. And what does that look like? It looks like saying, hey, God, I want to be different. And I hear this guy yelling tonight on the microphone. I want to be different, and I know you can help me do that. And I've got leaders that want to pray with you. And so with every head bowed and eyes closed real quick, every head bowed and eyes closed. This is nothing weird. I'm not going to, like, do anything. But you're here tonight, and you're like, I know I need to be different. I know I need to be different. Because the way I've been living, I just know it's not good. It's not right. And the reality of it is, Pastor Izzy, I just, I need help. I need a change in my life. And I'm here to tell you that change can only come from Jesus. And so if you're here tonight, I'm not going to pull your leg. I'm not going to, I'm not going to manipulate you. I'm just going to tell you what's up. Listen, Jesus changes lives and he loves you. So if you want a relationship with Jesus, if you want to be changed, if you want God to bless you, if you want to live a life that's actually making a difference to people around you, if you need God's help and you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you want one, just raise your hand right now. Nobody looking around. Just slip your hand up and you can put it right back down. No one's looking around. Just slip your hand up, put it right back down. Awesome. I see that hand. 
that means you're not alone. So if you're here and you're like, I want to raise my hand, but I just don't know, somebody already did. Who wants to join him? I see that hand right there. Come on, who else? Who wants to join her? That's two. Come on. You want to be different. You want a relationship with Jesus. You don't want to be the same person anymore. Come on, is there anybody else? I'll wait. I'll wait because your life depends on it. Your eternity depends on it. I see that hand right here. I knew it. I love that. I love that. So here's what we're going to do. If we could just stand, if we could just stand across this place. Come on, just stand. I want to give you guys an opportunity to respond because I ended early. There's some of you and you are Christ followers. Leaders, in just a moment, I'm going to release you to pray for them. But some of you know that God is calling you to be different, but you found yourself going back to the same old things that have oppressed you. Just like the Israelites said in that moment, we were better off being slaves. They're choosing because they're afraid of the future, because they don't believe really that God is for them. They would rather go back. And some of you here tonight that have been saved, that are saved, have gone back to the sins in your life thinking that that's going to help. It's not. And this weekend, I would rather you guys tonight make a decision to say, I'm going to be changed tonight so that come momentum, so that comes this weekend, nothing's going to distract me. Nothing's going to keep me from being in God's presence and really hearing from him, right? I don't want to wait till this weekend. And I don't want you to wait till this weekend. I don't want you to wait till this weekend. And so here's what we're going to do. If you need to respond tonight, right? I don't have the band playing because I just don't want hype right now. I don't want hype. I could have had the band playing and the music loud and things like that. I get it. But I really want to see the people who really want to be different, who really need to change in their life. You won't need the music. You won't need it. Because you understand all I need is God right now in this moment. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And if you raised your hand, if you raised your hand, I'm going to pray here in a second. When I say amen, I'm going to meet right over there by that table. See that table by the clock? I'm going to be right over there. If you raise your hand, please, please come talk to me. I want to talk to you. I want to give you a Bible. I want to pray with you. My leaders want to just talk to you on, on that decision that you made by following Jesus. And so if you raise your hand, just go on over there. We want to give you a gift. We want to give you a Bible. We want to pray for you. But for those of you that are saved and you know you need to be different, you know you need to be different, you know you're going back to the things of this world that you know don't edify you. It enslaves you. It abuses you. And yet you run back to it. Be different right now. Don't be sorry. Because some of y'all stay there. Some of y'all stay being sorry. Don't be sorry. Be different. So when I pray and you need to respond, just come to the front and just start to pray. Start asking God to help you get refocused on the things that please him. Just ask God and pursue him in this moment. Say, God, I don't want to turn back to the things that used to enslave me. I want to be different. So as I pray, just come forward. Lord, I know that you're here. And the truth is, you don't need me to talk on the mic anymore. You don't need me to fluff up this moment. What you need to do is just work. So I'm just going to let you work. I'm going to let you do what you do best. And that's impact the hearts of these students. 
students and impact the hearts of these leaders. So God, if there's anyone in this moment and they feel like they need to answer the call to be different, God, I pray that you would lay it on their hearts, God, in this moment to respond, to turn away from the things that don't please you, to turn away from the things that make them part of the crowd. But God, in this moment, help them, give them the bravery, give them the courage to stand up and stand out because we know, God, when we do that, when we're different, you bless us, you honor us, you're here for us. There's nothing to be afraid of. You're for us. And God, as we prepare for this weekend, I just know that you have amazing things for these people, but it starts here in this moment. We don't want to wait for tomorrow. We don't want to wait for Saturday session. We don't want to wait for Sunday because you're not just there. You're healed right now. You're here in this moment, God. And so do it, Lord. Call our hearts to attention. Lord, we love you. We just know that you have amazing things for every student, every leader in this place. You've called every single one of them for a purpose, Lord. And so I just call that forward. I call that forth. And I say, Lord, let it be done in their lives. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Lord, we magnify you. We pursue you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Listen, if you need to go, you can go. But if you feel like you need to respond to this moment, we're going to give you this that moment. We're going to give you a chance to respond. But before, I really want to do this. I, we have no Excel service next week because of Thanksgiving. All right, Pastor Turkey. No Excel next week, okay? So for momentum, be here at 6050 in the parking lot at 9 a.m. Say 9 a.m. Say 9 a.m. On your way out, right, grab a packet of info. We've got info over there. Grab a packet. Give it to your mom. Not your dad, because some of y'all dads be like, they throw it on the counter. Give it to your mom. She's going to know what's, what's up, all right? If you don't have a mom, give it to your dad. If you don't have a dad, give it to somebody that takes care of you, all right? I just want to bless you and honor you. Listen, the altar is open. Leaders, if you want to linger, listen, this is moments for you. This doesn't make me look good. This is for you. So if you need to take a moment and just say, God, Help me be different. It's right here. Those of you that raised your hand, I'll be over here. I want to talk to you. I love you guys. I can't wait for this weekend. Those of you who are not coming to Momentum, I'm sorry. Next year, sign up a little bit quicker. But catch us on Instagram. It's going to be a great moment. I want you guys to be a part of it, even on social media. It's going to be awesome. I love you guys. Peace.